Good morning and welcome to Easter Sunrise Service 2020. Uh, over 40 some years now, probably close to 47 years. This is the first time that I haven't done or haven't been involved in the Easter Sunrise Service uh, outside watching the sun rise. But uh, this, uh, this time of year, everything's a little different. And, but the main thing, I, I wish people was getting so upset about attending church or not attending church. Again, as I said last week, the church is the body of Christ. It's not brick and mortar. Uh, it, it is not a general location. Uh, we are the children of God. We are the bride of Christ, the church. And so we're having church. If you're watching this, it's an amazing blessing that we have this kind of technology. And trust me. A lot of technology I don't consider a, a blessing. I'm old school. I don't do Facebook and all that sort of thing. But I'm glad for this that we have the ability uh, to still fellowship uh, together like this. Uh, again, this is the Easter sunrise service. And tragically, it would have to be extremely overcast and, and cloudy and what have you. But uh, we're calling for some severe storms today. But nevertheless, we're here. And at 1045 this morning we will have our Easter presentation, but we are going to have a Easter sunrise service here. I'm going to be reading a passage of scripture here that is taken from Matthew chapter 28. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord ascended from heaven, descended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen and he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Our prayer request we have is Jacob Slagle. And uh, hold on, i got some more here names. Uh, <clears throat> Ginger Hood, uh, Murph, Doug and Nancy Grissom, uh, Linda Demas, Kim Penix, uh, Paige McNeese, and uh, uh, Larkin and Nancy Tyree, if you remember them in prayer. And uh, I started to say remember our older folks, but I'm in that class now. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time to worship you. Thank you that this is early in the morning on the first day of the week. The Sabbath. You're Lord of the Sabbath. You changed it from Saturday to the first day of the week. To show that we're no longer under the law, but under grace. And so we come here this morning to worship you, to thank you, and to spend our life and eternity praising your holy name. We love you because you first loved us. Lead us, guide us, and direct us in all things for your glory. For it's in Jesus' name we ask and pray these things. And all of God's children said, Amen. Um, we normally are on the hillside out here. We have our beautiful praise team that uh, 
blesses us with song. And this morning, uh, as Marnie Fife said, I want to do this acapulco. <laughs> and I uh, hope you're, if you're at home, wherever, uh, join in. Sing, just, like, just picture we're still on this hillside this morning, gathered around with brothers and sisters in Christ. I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. I know that he is risen, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. In all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how, I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King. The hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Praise God, he is alive. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I don't have to worry about this, that, or the other. Because I know he's gone to prepare a place for us to where he is, we may be also. I'm so proud of my son. This day and time, <clears throat> excuse me, I see a lot of people who, uh, uh, ministers, who put the name doctor in front of their names, and I hate to burst some people's bubble, but uh, most of those doctors are about as phony as uh, getting information off the back of a matchbook. Uh, my son Matthew <clears throat> worked hard, uh, and, and the reason why I bring this out is because he and I both truly believe, as God's word says, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He labored hard to get his doctor from Grace Theological Seminary, which is one of the finest seminaries in the country. It and Dallas Theological are probably the two best seminaries around, in my opinion. Uh, my doctorate is from Trinity and also for the University of Oxford. So we worked hard. And the reason being, I want you to know this, 
I truly believe that a, a pastor can only take a congregation as far as he is. And so we wanted to try, he and Matt and, Matt and I both wanted to try to bring the best we possibly could to the glory of God and to the blessing of our congregation. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn this over to my only begotten son, Matthew, for this morning's message. Matthew, Dr. Young. Thank you, Dr. Young. Do you have any hand sanitizer for this mock? <laughs> Hope everybody's doing well today, and uh, good to see everybody on social. That's one good thing about social media. I can see uh, comments and see everybody that's watching uh, this morning, so it's good to well, I, keep, I was going to start to say it's good to see everybody's smiling faces, but I can't see your faces, and probably a good thing. I don't want to see what you're wearing this morning, so uh, but, uh, I do hope everybody is doing very well today. Uh, this morning, uh, I would, if you would like to, I want to read from Isaiah. I'm going to start in uh, uh, 52, verse 13, and we're going to read through Isaiah 53, verse 6, so I'll give everybody just a second to... Turn there in case you have your Bibles handy, and uh, or you might be using your tablets or phones. I'll give everybody just one second to try to try to get there real real quickly there. And don't worry, I won't try to sing like Dad. That, uh, that would not make for a for a good Resurrection Day if I tried to do that. Uh, Isaiah chapter fifty-two, starting verse thirteen. Uh, says, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of the dry ground. And he hath no form, nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, it, hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. And as uh, you always heard my dad say, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. All right, um, before I get started, let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer, if we may. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you uh, for this wonderful, wonderful day. And Lord, thank you uh, for taking our place on the cross. Thank you for your enduring salvation. Thank you for rising again. And Lord, uh, thank you for your glory and your love and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, when we look at uh, these passages here in Isaiah, it is, uh, uh, should be very exciting uh, for everyone who reads these passages. 
uh, because what we're seeing here is uh, not only uh, did um, Jesus Christ die for our sins, I was saying in, in that prayer, uh, that's that substitutionary atonement, uh, that he took our place on the cross. In fact, for those who have uh, followed my daily devotionals, uh, on a Good Friday I was uh, discussing this in, in, in detail in great length on Friday, but um, uh, we understand Christ's atoning work on the cross. We understand that he did rise again on the third day, but the great thing is, when we read this here in Isaiah, you know, as I was saying this before, it's so great how the, the Bible works together and how everything just, you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament all work together. It, it amazes me how so many people want to discount the Old Testament as if it doesn't exist, it doesn't no longer apply, but it is important, it is imperative, it is part of our foundation of our Christian beliefs. And we see this here in Isaiah, uh, with 700 years before Christ died. Uh, done his atoning work on the cross, uh, we see here the fulfillment of prophecy. Uh, again, uh, time and again, you know, when people try to question uh, uh, God's uh, word, uh, try to question the validity of who Jesus Christ is, uh, we have proof of, of, of the reality uh, of God's word and that it is truth. Uh, in fact, I uh, wasn't that long ago, I'd done a sermon talking and discussing about how the chances of just one prophecy uh, coming true would be like uh, covering the state of Texas in uh, silver dollars uh, knee high and uh, dropping one silver dollar out of a helicopter, dropping you out in the middle of Texas and finding that one coin. The chances of one prophecy coming true is, is, is the likelihood of you finding that coin. And yet we have prophecy after prophecy of, of the things that have come true uh, to understand the reality uh, of what has transpired. And so we see here 700 years, the fulfillment of prophecy uh, that Jesus Christ gave his very life for us. And we see here, one reason why I wanted to read uh, verse 13, because mainly my, my focal point, uh, obviously, or hopefully it's obvious, that um, would be Isaiah 53, 5, but um, where's my one, particularly verse 13, behold my servant. See, uh, to me, that shows great significance uh, in the fact that, you know, when you look at servant, uh, sometimes um, it is um, Israel uh, is, is sometimes considered the servant. Sometimes the prophet uh, was considered uh, the servant. The prophet of Israel, uh, prophet Israel was considered, uh, the, or Isaiah, I'm sorry, the nation of Israel was considered that, but uh, the prophet Isaiah considered that. But when we read that and we read these verses here, we see that it's not talking about Isaiah and it's not talking about Israel. It is talking about Jesus Christ himself who has come to serve. He, remember, he come not to be served, but to serve. He come as a ransom for many. And, and so when we see these verses, to me, this just uh, reinforces uh, the cornerstone, our foundation of our beliefs, because if there's no resurrection, then, then our, our, our faith is shallow, it is, it is, it is faulty. Uh, but we, we have this, we understand what Jesus Christ done for us. And one way that we can understand that this is, that this is that referring to Jesus Christ, uh, we can look at 1 Peter 2.24, uh, that talks about exactly how this is uh, 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 regards to Jesus Christ. This is what it's explained to. We can look at Philip in the Ethiopian. He was reading Isaiah 53.5. You can look at, look at Acts 8.35 uh, to, uh, to back that up. And you can see that when Philip, when he saw the Ethiopian reading Isaiah 53.5, he went on to, uh, to explain to him uh, the things of Jesus Christ. So we have that reading 
reinforcement that we know exactly this is what this is talking about. And that, you know, again, uh, it is, 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 is the good news. See, that's why I get so excited, because this is the good news of the Scripture. This is the foundation of our beliefs. And so when we get to see this, uh, we see what Christ did for us. Because uh, when we look here in Isaiah 53, verse 1, uh, it says, who hath believed our report and whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? All right, the, asking these, this rhetorical question, which can be answered in verse 6, where it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Every one of us uh, are sin-filled. But it says the fall of Adam, every single one of us. Are, are full of, of rebellion, full of sinfulness, full of selfishness, full of all that. So uh, we, there's no way that we would come to Christ on our own. There's no way we would come to God on our own. That's why it, it took God to send his only son to show us the way, because out of our wickedness, we would never choose him. And so it says, in verse 2 says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness, and we shall see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him, because Jesus... Jesus Christ was perfect in every way, every way, shape, form, and fashion because of his perfection, because of uh, his, that uh, he had no sin, uh, our rebellion, uh, he, he would not accept what we were doing. He's trying to offer us eternal life. See, you see what he's doing here. He's trying to show us the way. His perfection was the only way to atone for our sins on the cross. Uh, it, that's why he was fully God and fully man. That there's, you know, they, As I was talking about on Friday, they would sacrifice uh, the, the unblemished uh, lamb uh, for their sins, but it, it was only a temporary atonement. That's why it took Jesus Christ atoning work on the cross to, to satisfy the judgment that God had laid out for our sins for all of eternity. As you've heard dad say many times, and I know a lot of people have said throughout the years, they love how dad has laid this out, is that uh, Jesus Christ paid a debt that he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. And, uh, and, there's, and there's so much truth in that. And uh, I'm so glad my dad went to school and, and learned a few things. But uh, it is, uh, 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 but that's just the, the truth of, it, of the matter is we cannot, because God demanded justice for our sins. And there's no way for us to ever, uh, no matter amount of works, no matter uh, amount of goodness, no matter what it was, there was never enough to atone for those, those wretched sins. Our, our very, the best that we could do were but filthy rags in God's eyes. And so that's why it took Jesus Christ to give his very life so that we can live. And, you know, and it, it just amazes me how so many people that I've talked to, even before going into the ministry, uh, you know, I, I would talk to people about the Lord. And, uh, you know, I always felt like the Lord, I knew deep down God wanted me to be a minister, but I just didn't want to do it. And it always amazed me how people, here I would make any mention of church, or anything, and people would always be drawn to me for whatever reason, and I always believed that God had a mark on me. <clears throat> and that uh, they would always ask me about the Lord. And things would come up about God, and people would say, well, I don't know how I, uh, why I'm just drawn to you to talk to you about things. Well, because I know, uh, that uh, the Lord had a, a plan for my life. But I've had a lot of people say, well, how in the world did Jesus Christ die for me? That was so many years ago, and, and, and there's no way in the world he could. But remember, he was God. Remember, he knows past, present, and future. He, all that come together, and when he was on that cross, he was thinking about each and every one of us. See, that's why it's called substitutionary atonement. That's why he had to take our place because of our wretchedness, because of our sin-filled life, because of our wickedness. We deserve to be beaten. 
We deserve to be hung on that cross. We deserved the torment and the pain and the torture that Jesus Christ took for us. We deserve that. And because of the sin that he took upon him, even God, his own father, could even look at him. He did that for you. See, we all deserve that. We all deserve hell. But Jesus Christ took our place. An innocent man who knew no wrong, never done a, not even thought of, of, of any sin-filled thing at all. Saul, you just put your place there in that moment, time, place in history. That here we are. <clears throat> that we were there. Um, we were tied to the post and Jesus Christ untied us and he took our spot <clears throat> you know <clears throat> you can almost hear the uh, way Peter acted you know I was talking about this a little bit uh, on Friday uh, because when we come to the foot washing that was like the lowest lowliest for something a servant could even do uh, was to wash somebody's feet. And here Jesus got down on his knees and done that. And Peter's like, no, no, don't, no, don't do that. You know, and it, it, when you think of putting your place there, and Jesus Christ in his loving eyes looks at you and says, I'm taking his place. I want to take his beating. I want to be nailed to the cross for him. When you understand the reality of that, that Jesus Christ done that out of his great love for you and for me, that makes our salvation that much more precious. And here's the great thing is that, that, that death could not hold him. And he rose again on the third day. He was not just some spirit. He wasn't just some transparent uh, soul. He, he was tangible. He was real. He ate with the disciples. Even uh, the doubting Thomas touched the scars in his hand. We see that. We see that that is, that is real. And we see in verse 3 here, he was despised and rejected of men, men of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And he, we hid it our, were our faces from him. He was despised and he was esteemed not. Remember, Jesus Christ, they hated him. They, all, they were all the time trying to catch him with something wrong. Uh, you know, Judas, he, he was a, a, a spy. The, you know, it wasn't like he was some big surprise uh, to Jesus, what he was about to do. Jesus looked at him and said, what you going to do, do quickly. He knew what, uh, uh, what Judas was going to do. He knew that. And even Pilate, he, he, he was just as guilty as the rest of them. He could have very easily let Jesus go. In fact, he could have even protected Jesus. But instead, he turned and let it over to the people. He tried to, to uh, uh, perform a half-hearted action like, well, I cleanse my hands of this. Well, he, he's just as guilty as the rest of them. And he chose Barnabas uh, to, um, uh, uh, over Jesus. And so uh, here they hated him. They despised him for what he stood for, for what he was. Sure, uh, it said, um, uh, let's see here. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we were healed. You know, we see what Jesus Christ, he healed us of that, of that, that sin, that disease uh, that was leading us to uh, the very depths of hell. Uh, where we would be spending all of eternity 
Uh, and so praise God uh, for his love for us. Praise God for uh, his salvation. Praise God that he loved us enough to choose us uh, for, uh, for his glory. And remember, that's why we're here. That's the reason why we exist. That's the reason why we're on this earth is for God's glory, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. And let's, let's make sure that we're living each day for Jesus Christ. We don't take for granted. You know, we've been doing the study in Hebrews. And that's one thing that uh, seems to keep coming back is not neglecting your salvation. Let's not neglect our salvation. Let's not take that for granted, uh, what Jesus Christ has done for us. I think sometimes uh, when you are uh, become more mature as a Christian, sometimes you take that for granted. You take that walk uh, for granted. And maybe your, um, uh, your enthusiasm isn't as it once used to be. I think that's one reason why there's so many apathetic Christians, uh, that there's so many people become complacent. They've become... Uh, uh, lukewarm in their walk. Let, let us be on fire for Jesus Christ. Let us be on fire for God. I see so much negativity on social media. Let's, let's put away the, the negativity and let us be, do things that are uplifting and glorifying to God. We have an opportunity now more than ever to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel, as we're reading here right now in Isaiah 53 and verse 5, that, um, that we, we can see prophecy being fulfilled uh, and let's make sure that we're telling others about Christ. So many people are at home right now. So many people are probably on, on Facebook now more than ever or, or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is you're into. We have an opportunity to witness. Yes, that's what my book was about, virtual missionaries. Right now you have the ability to be virtual missionaries. You don't even have to physically be on a mission field, which is still needed, still important, not to, not to minimize that. But you have the ability now to truly tell others about the love of Jesus Christ. Explain to others what Jesus Christ has done for you. And when you can share that love, when you share God's mercy and grace that he has shown you to other people. See, that's why we're here. I think so many people want to come in uh, to the church or, or watch online and be fed. But you lose, uh, but you don't, but so many people don't understand you have a responsibility to get out and tell other people and, and feed as well and, and tell other people about Jesus Christ. So let's not neglect that uh, responsibility and duty. Let, let's be on fire for Jesus Christ. So let's not be lukewarm in our walk as Christians, not neglecting our salvation. He is alive. He is alive. Praise God. He is alive. Jesus Christ is alive. God is real. Jesus is real. And if people don't want to listen, hey, you can't force it on them. You know, something my dad told me a long time ago, you can't force it on somebody. All you do is plant the seed, tell others about Christ, and then let it go. Let God work from there. And it all, everybody's going to accept you. And, and, and so all we can, nobody will have an excuse. Nobody will have an excuse when they stand before God to say they never, ever heard uh, about uh, Jesus Christ and his salvation. Nobody will be without an excuse. So we have a responsibility to tell others about Jesus. And when you can look at how the Old Testament, uh, the, the, uh, the prophecy of what Jesus Christ is going to do and the fulfillment of that prophecy, you know, that just to me just reinforces God's word. That reinforces his truth. And uh, so let us cling to those truths. Let us stay daily in the word, stay daily in prayer. and let, let us serve God mightily in all that we say and do. Today is a very special day, but let us not just show the, our love for Jesus Christ today, but every day. Let it shine through you and your words, your actions, your deeds what you type, what you post, how you react, what you comment. Let that show each and every day. Now, today it's easy 
for a lot of people to say, yeah, I love the Lord and, and share posts and say he is risen. And that's great and that's good. But let us make sure that we're demonstrating that each and every day and everything that we say and do, that we're not withholding forgiveness, that we're showing love, we're showing Jesus in all areas of our life. Because you never know, as you have heard me say, my dad say, you may be the only Bible that anybody may ever read. We're on this earth for such a short amount of time. So let us make sure we use it for God's glory. What, what little time we have here, let us use it for God's glory. So I uh, hope everybody has a great and happy Resurrection Day and, uh, and a blessed day. And I appreciate each and every one of you all for watching. I'm going to have prayer. Uh, uh, Dr. Young, would you want to have any closing words after I pray? Okay, don't forget at 10.45 a.m., uh, you can, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you can uh, drive up to the church. Do not get out of your car. Stay in your cars. Listen to 98.5 WTFM, and you can listen to the service live as it happens at 1045. And you can also watch live here on social media and on our website, flbconline.com. Let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you. We love you and we praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to spread the gospel message. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. Lord, uh, you endure so much uh, to save us from a very real hell. Lord, thank you for your enduring grace, love, and mercy. Lord, there's, there's no amount of good we could ever do. There's no way to, to be good enough to work our way in. Lord, your salvation is a free gift for each and every person. Let us cling to that hope. Let us cling to your love. Let us serve you well. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hope everybody has a great and happy day today. And Lord willing, we'll have you all tuning in at 1045. Thanks for watching.